welcome to Plan and Empower the Podcast. I'm your host, Meg Goodman. This is a space where we discuss mindset, business, empowering yourself, habits and routines, and self-development. I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome back to another episode of Plan and Empower the Podcast. This week I had the pleasure of interviewing both a friend and a fantastic business owner and it's quite a long episode so I'm not going to hold you up with any catch-ups this week. We'll catch up in next week's episode but I hope that you loved this conversation. I honestly really loved interviewing Kirsten. She radiates such a positive energy and I just cannot wait for you to hear it. Would love to know what you think of the episode. Enjoy. I get the pleasure of interviewing another inspirational woman in my life. I've had the honor of being a customer of Kirsten's for the past three years and watching her business blossom. I'm excited to hear all about you and your journey. Kirsten, welcome to the show. Oh my God, you're going to make me well up. We're just starting. So, Amplified Cosmetica, probably should say the name of your business. Um, what is it? What do you do? So it's a makeup and beauty studio in Dunedin. Um, it started off, it's been around for about four and a half years, I think is when it, it was officially a business. Um, but it started off being an Instagram page when I lived in Brisbane um, and was a makeup artist there. So that was kind of like a passion project. But when I created the name, I wanted it to be more than um, like something associated with me because I always knew it, I wanted it to be more than just what I can do. I wanted to build a brand. Um, so yeah, so I started off from home and now we're in a studio studio space we've got two staff members hopefully maybe employer yay see how we go let's not be too ambitious um hey set goals that's exciting yes exactly like you know as long as you set them whether you get the fully the way there at least you're working towards something yeah yeah I was meant to well hope to employ someone so much earlier in the year but she's only the second my second employee's only just come on in the last like six to eight weeks and we got there so what is it, what is taking on employees meant for you? So you used to wear every single hat in the business. Yeah. So what hats have you given to the employees? So at the moment, that's what I'm working through is actually figuring out where I can delegate because I'm a shopper of being like, no, no, don't worry. Like, especially if it's a mundane task that I'm like, they're probably better doing something more productive, actually still doing a mundane task and passing on things like stock ordering and that type of stuff will actually help lighten my load. <laughs> I am really hands-on in the business in terms of, because it's beauty therapy, um, brows and skin and makeup specifically, I like being with my clients. I don't ever feel at the moment I would like to be the person just doing the admin. Yeah. So I am working through what staff member can take on what. Yeah. So particularly um, our new makeup artist that started, she's going to be taking on a lot more of the makeup side of things. Because my other staff member, Bianca, she um, is amazing with brows and skin. Makeup's not her, not her fizzle, basically. Yeah. Probably didn't sit there better. Um, but you want people to enjoy their job. Yes, exactly. Think about being a boss or an employer. You still want people to enjoy being there. Yes, you know, because I'm, yeah, like you just said, I've, I've definitely worked in so many places before where you leave work and you feel stressed. Yeah. But I don't want that for my own staff because it's not their business to stress about. No. I've got a job to come and do as long as they do their job but to the standard that they are expected to and they know they need to. I want them to leave. I don't want them to be bothered on their days off and being like, shivings, did I do this or whatever. Like, that's for me to worry. Yeah, as long as they do what they need to. It's really cool. And that's why you want to do it, right? Yeah. It's kind of a fun business where, and you want to turn up to work and be excited to be at work and be excited to be around the people yeah. that you foster. And I remember when I first started with you, you were in at home and yeah. I remember coming and it was just you working there. And I just remember being like, mum, this is, she's the coolest person. I was like, you're going to love her vibe. And I was like, we're going to go get my makeup done for our engagement party. And like, we just, I just, everything I wanted, I did through you because I felt there was a, an energy that it was safe and fun and there's some good <laughs> and, I like it. and I as someone who doesn't I never looked after my skin or I never cared about the way I looked it was nice to take that time yeah 
and I would invest in yourself in a different way. And like, even when I felt like it was time to start looking after my skin, I went, look, I think this is what I want to do. And you're like, okay, cool. Take a test plot home. Yeah. And just try it and let me know what you think. And then get the scan. And I remember getting the scan. I was like, well, this is a big step for me. (laughs) I was like, it feels confronting. I was like, I don't really care. Like, (laughs) But now I like, if I don't do my skincare, I might not be able to go to school. But it's one of those things, it's like, it's, it's literally instilling like the habits, like for skin in, mm. in particular, or just coming in for a monthly treatment. The fact that the way you've explained what it feels like to come as a client is what I hoped to create. Because yeah. I've worked as a, like an employee and obviously like in bigger beauty clinics or um, in department stores and stuff where you, like people feed off the negative. So like the um, behind the scenes is quite negative and toxic because yeah. it's unfortunately really, really common in the beauty industry. Um, it feeds off into the staff and then it feeds off into the experience. There's only so much you can hide and so much you can mask. Absolutely. Um, and that's why like for, for us, the whole point of the business is to be that safe space for you. So whether like, I'm sure there are clients that come for like their brows and they probably don't really care that much about them being absolutely perfect, but that's for me to worry about, not for them to worry about, but it's being able to come in and just like offload or just have someone to bounce off or just to be silent. Yeah. That's why like I'm such a particular person about little details, like in the studio, everything has a purpose and it's either whether it's the scent that you recognize that makes you calm or whether it's to do with colors or yep. whether it's like all that type it's of stuff. whole experience. Yeah. It's literally, that's, that's the goal is it's, yeah, it's more than just wax on wax off like exactly and that's what, I, that's what it was for me the first time I remember the first time I was like all these dark because I never got my eyebrows yeah, yeah. and then they started to fade and I was like where are they <laughs> it's so crazy how quickly you become addicted it's the same with doing like getting regular facials or even just getting your makeup done for an event yes I find it's once I've had a, a client for like their wedding makeup so I've had a bride anytime especially if they're locally they've got something to go to they're like can you do my makeup I want to go to this um, I wasn't always come to you to get my makeup done now because they don't own makeup no and like once you realize how nice it is to have someone and you know that they're going to make you feel the way you want won't make you look the way you want to look and feel yeah then it becomes addictive as well about not straight that's what applied cosmetica does and yes what it that's what it is in my life and I love it like and I feel like that's such a privilege to be able to interview and I think you've watched my business come yes from yeah where I'd be like going I think I'm going to do this you're like that's really cool and I'm like yeah. well I don't even know if I can say it out loud at this point <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's it. Like, it, like growing a business or starting a business, and I feel like we've said this a lot in your appointments, where it's like, well, why not me? Yeah. And I definitely, I, and it's probably not controversial, but sometimes I think it is controversial, but I don't really follow a lot of New Zealand businesses or Dunedin businesses that are similar to mine. So I don't follow many on the beauty clinics or anything, unless they're a, someone I know um, yeah. and I enjoy their content, but because I get so in my own head. And I find the more that I do that, more that I remove myself, the more I can come up with ideas that are different and not be that, well, like, that's weird because you don't normally do that in beauty clinics. Yeah, beauty clinics don't often do much. Hey, like. I know. And hello, sunshine. You said yeah. sunshine in every text. I think you can. Exactly. Exactly. And it's sort of like, well, just because it hasn't been done doesn't mean I can't do it. So it's like, why not? Why not? I want to be. Exactly. And why not embody what you want to create and what you want to see? And I think with, like, I don't actually know what my business trajectory is at the yeah. moment. Like, I look at it and go, right, I've made a planner. I run a podcast. I'm on TikTok with 200 followers. I'm on Instagram with 1,500. But yeah. But I don't know what area I want to see the success in. I just want to see growth. Like, I'd say, and like, yeah, but growth is what I'm manifesting at the moment. Like, I just want to see growth. I don't. Don't mind where the growth is. Even in that, I've gained 100 followers on TikTok in the last two days. Yeah. Because I'm putting it, I don't care where the growth comes. Yeah, it's growth. And it's like what I was saying before we started recording. Like, it's like kind of throwing something at the wall and seeing what sticks. It's like, like it's, there will be things that you feel like this feels really odd. Or like I was saying about how some of the silly, like, um, reels that I've been putting out lately like it's really disheartening when you know what it's like when you put so much time and effort into like content and then it doesn't really engage with anyone but then yeah. I put something up ridiculous and it seems to like go really well people like it but I'm like at the moment I'm like mate I think I'm funny <laughs> so we may as well put it out I tell my husband and he's just like mm-hmm, cool okay <laughs> no I'm funny <laughs> but it's yeah it's literally like I've been finding that clients are really enjoying especially because life is hard and it's, it's, I do have something um, that I find really interesting about owning a business that you probably would quite understand. Mm. You're a dynamic with you and Dean. Yeah. Like how much it 
impacts you too. Yeah. Because I find, like, obviously I'm in the beginning crack stage of it. And, like, when I talk about business stuff, it's not my business. It's yeah. kind of Josh's business. Yes. 100%. Although I'm sitting here doing the interviews. Yeah. I'm going to make Josh listen to it. And go, what did you think? What are you, like, what do I need to edit out? That kind of stuff. Yeah, so I was literally thinking about it the other day with Dean. I was like, he's like the, the unpaid employee. Yes. Um, The amount of stuff he does behind the scenes is fantastic. What's up with me? Like, one of the things I noted down to, to say, like, today is how... It's, I find it really important for me, and I know others that are self-employed as well, is having, like, your venting circle. Yes. So it's having those people where you can just, like, you don't need anyone to fix it. You don't actually really need someone to tell you whether you're being an asshole. Yeah. Because half the time you are, and it's yeah. fine. But, like, getting it off your chest. Yeah. And having those safe people you can do that with is just as important as having your safety people to bounce ideas off. Yeah. And they're often not who you think they're going to be. No. Like, I find, like, Dean's amazing for, for letting me vent and to, like, actually help put my ideas into fruition especially when it comes to like building things because I think how things are going to work very very different and what's practical yeah but then having people like often like like clients like you and and certain like friends in my circle are ones that bounce ideas off and you they're in the right network of people where um what's that saying where it's like don't listen to people you wouldn't take advice from yes so that's kind of where like I like to bounce ideas off certain clients because I know that they'll be brutally honest as well and be like nah I don't really see a need for it or like, like I, it's not going to value in yes yeah being like oh no you're putting like too much worry into what that's going to be like like it's going to be great yeah and so that's what's cool is feeding off because it's like when you start a business and I'm, I'm not sure whether you've experienced this but often who you think are going to be your biggest supporters are not actually who it's going to be yeah and it's learning and dealing with and accepting the fact that that's actually fine yeah because no one's as excited about your business as you are it's like if you get married no one's as excited about your wedding as you are, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. And it's accepting that that's actually okay. And okay, but, and it does suck sometimes because you do think certain people will give you more, but then also they've got their own shit in their life. That, oh, that's there. Everybody's got their own stuff. So it's like remembering, like, just because this is so exciting for you doesn't necessarily, they'll see this cool and they'll be like, that's awesome. And yeah. they're going to be like, oh my God, you did this. That's just, you are brilliant. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. But not everyone to get that. Every micro step is massive. Yeah. Like, like, I edited the TikTok to get two hours in exactly. my writing vlog together. People watch it in 10 seconds. And like, oh, I mean, like, the amount of clients were like, oh, like, why don't you offer this? Or why didn't you do that? And it's like, do not realize how much harder yes. or how hard that is to, to implicate. And it's like, yeah. you've got an invisible list of 20 things that you're working on within your business. Oh, wait, I know that this is you. <laughs> oh, um, That people don't often see, but that's fine. And it's remembering, like, when people make a comment, it doesn't mean they're telling you, like, well, your business is shit. It's because you haven't done it. It's not. It's like with my planner, some people have said colours. Like, who should offer new range of colours? And I'm like, do you know how long, do you know how long it's took me to save for $700 to buy the first lot of them? Or, like, it's exactly. And it's like, it's like sharing the education for clients so that they they know how hard it is and like that's what I think has been awesome you've been sharing the journey of getting to where you're at yeah it's really good podcast unless someone's done it themselves they don't know and I always have to remind myself like I remember having someone be like oh when's your website up this was literally the first year in my business and it was also before I'd done enough research to realize you could do a um, business website or like a website so much cheaper but from previous uh, workplaces I'd been in it had always been like 20 30k and so I was like, obviously it didn't cost that much for the one I've got. Yeah. I was also like, but it, yeah, I just had to constantly remind myself. I'm like, they don't know unless they know. Yes. Unless, and like, even our business journeys have been so different because they're very different. Of business. Very different. And like, I used to like sometimes get frustrated with Dean because he's got his own business. Um, and now that business has gone into another bigger business. But what he needs to do, he doesn't have to worry about posting on Instagram. No. No one needs to watch someone laying some vinyl. No. Like. No, people need that job. Like, yeah, and glue on the floor and stuff. But like, people need the work done. So yeah. it's like it's just remembering and reminding yourself when you do get frustrated over things. It's like, is it actually something to piss you off? No. Or is it just because you're you're tired or you're stressed or you've got or a busy brain? People don't realize. Like, though, you, I'm still working full time. Mm. Like sometimes when I say on social media, oh, I might end up my teaching job today. People are like, you teach? Yeah. I'm like, yes, I, I full time teach. Like I do. 50 plus hours there. <laughs> um, and then like I'm on all of this, but I was like, my content and me and my friend were talking about this. She does an earring business and her earrings are fantastic. Yes. I've seen how them. Yeah. And yeah, she's, she's been struggling with the whole social media side of it. But I said, our content creation is different. Yeah. My content creation is me making my cup of coffee in the morning yeah. or me going for my run or doing things that I would do every day anyway. Yeah. To create content for your business, you're actually going out of your way. 
you actually have to have content and especially like if unless she's doing like production videos and stuff but it's it's like having the ideas and sometimes I feel like with social media in particular it's so easy to overwhelm overwhelm yourself with like oh well, I should be doing this I should yeah. be doing that and you see other people doing it yeah so you're like why can't I and it's it's been quite good because I'm like I'm very open as you know and like if clients are like oh like you were talking about this last time I came in I'm like oh well, actually like I haven't had time to do it and I do gently now not with like I've got to rem- stop being defensive yeah. that's been one of the, the biggest knee-jerk reactions I've had to work on is not being defensive because no one's telling me just because they're like why haven't you done this and I'd be like well your whole business structure is terrible <laughs> like everything you built is shit <laughs> they're not saying that they're just going oh I thought you were gonna yeah. do that and I remind clients so that I'm normally doing 40 to 50 hours of clients a week and mm-hmm. then all of the admin stuff in the future project plan out and that's why with having the staff members I need to get better at palming off certain tasks so that it leaves room for me to do the, the exciting uh, project I can already tell you what the first things that's going to go when I get employees. Yeah. Editing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely low. Yeah. And I, I would say it's like 90% of what I do in my business yeah. at the moment is editing. Hate proofreading stuff. I hate editing podcasts. I don't like editing videos. That's it. It's all going to go to Josh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like remembering and reminding yourself that you don't have, you don't have to love every part of it. No, you don't. Because I, so I like, even with social media, like I fall in and out of love of it. And yeah. I feel like you can, if you... If you thought about it, you can see it Absolutely. with what I put out. Like when there's a lot of constant or it's at least regular and then it just like drops off or it becomes all very like educational. Like, yeah, I guess sometimes it is with the education side of things. It becomes very like, I think of it as stale where it's like I'm trying to get information out because it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, but interjecting that with like funny stuff yeah. is just remembering like quite often social media is entertainment. And because we're... We're constantly at a building reinvesting stage. I still feel like even though four and a half years later, that's still where I'm at. Yeah. Um, people also, like, we've got such a good, got, like, the base of the business. We've yep. got an awesome clientele, got a really loyal clientele, and I'll forever be thankful for that. Um, and I've got loyal staff. Like, I've got, like, I'm so grateful for what I have, and yep. I have to remind myself of all of this um, anytime I'm having, like, a little mindy bee. Um, that social media doesn't need to be trying to get people in or trying to make sure it's pretty entertaining that's it and so I have to um, that's kind of where I'm at with it and like it's it's to it's yeah life is really hard at the moment so at least if I can put like some pretty makeup some beautiful eyebrows some like gorgeous clips of getting a facial or different skin point to see and just me genuinely being an idiot like yeah quite maybe I'd rather it I be me restructure my um content planning and what I'm putting out because I'm not well actually is it aligned the clients or the people I want to attract. So I've just rewritten my content plan. I can show you before yeah. I leave. But it's like, looks like a higgledy-piggledy mess. Yeah. But I've set it up so I get a reminder on my phone every morning as to what I am planning on yes. listing that day. So yeah. I go, right, cool, you're doing a vlog. It doesn't matter what the vlog is. Absolutely. I'm just kind of content to this, but it's something. So like I got an, on today, it said, yesterday it said, vlog and I was like cool I'll do a running vlog yeah because it's something I'm already doing today and because you've taken half of the thinking out of it because mm-hmm. that's normally what I find anytime I like especially if like some of my clients coming in and been starting their own businesses and that sort of thing and it's like I don't I get lost by it yeah. they get lost by it sorry and like that's why I'm like big fan reshare stuff or create content oh and really like if something's posted like two months ago even a year ago pop that back and that's why I've separated the podcast Instagram from my main Instagram because yeah, I went, they're actually different content yeah and um, I want my business podcast to go on a different trajectory to the habit tracker planning and inside of things they'll overlap but having their own paths is quite handy and I was like yeah. so what if it's got 19 followers I was like it doesn't matter there was a day when this Instagram had 19 followers I was like it doesn't matter how many followers it has it matters who's following it yeah so I was like let's just build the who right yeah. now and I was like let's not worry about the how the why it's going to get to that. I was like, you just have to tick through now. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. even interviewing people was a terrifying because <laughs> I went, who am I to interview people? Why would someone want to come and talk to me? Like, but it's like that classic. It's like, well, why not you? <clears throat> why not be? It's reminding yourself of those sorts of things. And it's so easy to to just say those words yeah. and not to actually follow it. For exactly. I know there are times where I'm like existential crisis, like on the floor, like what is lying? Yeah. But it's remembering like you're the reason why you got to this point is because you wanted you know like but i know what you mean like i wanted to be here i wanted to be here yeah it's going to be fine yeah even like if i get to the end of the day and there's heaps of emails and texts and stuff from clients i'm like you know what it's not life or death right now 
I will circle back and do that in the morning. Exactly. So it's like creating the boundaries of being like, yeah, it would be good if I got that all done, but there's always going to be more emails in the morning to add to that. So I'm never going to fall in clear. No, you're never going to clear. So it's just like, take it out. It's fine. On that note, what's your highlight of your business? So highlighting the business, obviously it's actually creating songs that might. Um, when I first studied beauty therapy, like 12 years ago, yeah, about 12 years ago is when I was at beauty school in Auckland. I always wanted to be able to stand in front of something and be like, that's mine. Yeah. Um, and I did sometimes resent that when I started from home because I was like, well, the connotation of being a home-based business and being like people calling it my wee business or my side hustle, I'm like, actually it's fully knowledge. That's something I am so hanging on to at the moment. I'm like, you need to stop calling it a small business. Yeah. I'm just not. No, business. Yeah, exactly. And it's actually like you, your language actually helps what like how people perceive it um and like but I I had to remind myself when I was resenting the fact that I was a small business or a wee business from home or a home-based business is that allowed me because my mum was really sick so it allowed me to spend half a week in central Otago with her while she was had her final couple of months yep. while also growing the business so even though it wasn't what I initially wanted it worked like it it, served. it was what you needed at the time yeah so I feel like there's so many things that have been a highlight like I think it's just appreciating and recognizing weird things. Yep. So I think back to then, I'm like, that feels like a whole other lifetime ago. And yes, it's actually a while ago now too. Yeah, like four years is such a long time ago. Even like the step of signing the lease. Or pre-COVID. Yeah. Well, that's it. My business has only ever existed in unprecedented time. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I remind myself too when people... You've gone through a pandemic, man. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, oh, the economy, blah, blah, blah. And like, I love my dad's cases, but he is someone who's like, oh, your business is really going to hurt. And he says, has said this the whole way through the pandemic. And then also now with the cost of living crisis and everything. And yes, there are going to be clients that have to put a pause or space out gaps. Or well, I took a break for a while when I first started Teachers College because I don't actually know what my financial yeah. situation is going to be. Exactly. Yeah. And the thing is, we always want clients to know that we're the safe, happy space that we'll always welcome them back because we understand the ebbs and flows of life. I think I took two months and then it was my birthday and I was like, oh, well, like we were talking right at the start, it's not just about getting the service. It's the whole experience and yeah. how it makes you feel. So normally in stressful times is what people reach for. Yeah. And we always make sure we do as much as we can. If, like, for example, if you're someone that came for, like, facials and brows and home care skin, and might yep. be like, okay, things are getting tight, uh, getting tighter, let's drop the facials or space them out. So it's like every second or third month as you have that. So you can keep your home care, keep that home ritual, yep. and then also keep the brows. And we want to work with people to help with that. Yeah. Because we want, at the end of the day, we want you to feel good about yourself. Yep. We don't want you to be like, oh, my God, like... I don't think I can read books. She's going to hate me. We don't want anyone to think that. No. We're literally here to make you feel the best that you can. And, that, and that's probably quite like a cheesy thing to send the best you can. But like just to make you feel better. Well, you want confidence. You want to radiate energy in that. that yeah. Feel that you want, you want your customers to have that. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why like for such a long time we didn't have. And I think that's another th thing that's been a highlight is I didn't get the website done. Until we're like two and a half years into business. I remember your website launch. It was so exciting. Yeah, I mean, you've been talking about this for ages. It had been in production for a year. Yeah. And I'm so grateful to um, we designer that had the patience with that. But like the business grew and I was able to pretty much move and well, to move into a new space, sign a lease and bring on a staff member without actually having a website because word of mouth. So that's, I remind myself anytime I am doubting what we're doing, I'm like, this grew. Just high word of mouth and what we've created. So what we've created is something special. Well, I mean, like you did a giveaway and now you've had me for three years. Yes, yeah, exactly. But so you gave away what is it, one treatment and yeah. then you've had me for three years. I literally, like, like one of um my loyal clients, she's probably a similar amount of time, not even, maybe a little bit less, but she's moved away. But every time she comes down, she comes in for appointments. I picked her up because I literally drove past in my son written car with my beagle hanging and that's and, and she's been loyal like the same as you. Yeah. She does skin, she does her brows, she does legs. She does like and she thing I want, I'll come to you now. Yeah. I'll check if you can do it. <laughs> yeah, and like you just never know where you're gonna pick up clients. And it doesn't mean you have to be like pristine all the time, because look, I'm not half the time. But we're all human, right? Yeah, but it's it's that what people will remember how they made you feel. Yeah. And I mean to be fair, when I'm in there, my eyes are closed, you know. Yeah. But it's like without it being like too morbid, like with like at a funeral, like people aren't gonna remember that. No. Like how much money you've got or how cool and obvious. It's literally just like, yeah, how they made you feel. It's exactly. like people remember. Exactly. Um, so that's definitely like been a huge highlight is knowing that I'm actually appreciated. People actually, like what I put out is actually of worth to people. 
And I think that's something when you do start your own business, what you put out, you start to get back in. Yes, 100%. So I think that's something where I struggle with working full time is what I'm putting into my business, my work life. Yeah, I don't necessarily get back. Yeah. And it's, I'm working for the big man, you know, and I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I have that forever. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. Like, and I think people forget, like, just because you go into business doesn't necessarily mean you've done it to make millions. Like, I wanted millions. I wouldn't have done beauty theory. Yeah. But it's it it makes me like it fills my cup so much yeah. knowing that I'm filling other people's cup. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's definitely a huge highlight of that, and also just in myself having so much more confidence. Yeah. Like, I've definitely like gained a lot more anxiety. Yeah, it hasn't been a highlight, but it has also forced me to do things that make me uncomfortable because I do quite often sit in my own little bubble. And like I do refer to the studio as its own little bubble because we're yeah. five women only. You can't just like strut on it. Roll it. It's special for who's booked it. Yeah. Um. So it's definitely made me a lot more comfortable and confident in myself, and to also make sure I'm heard. Because there's certain times, like you probably experience this already as well, like certain distributors or certain people that you need to service from them, basically that will just kind of brush you to the side. Or I found it a lot, especially when I started, like when I took my full 10-page business plan to the bank, they were like, oh, we can't give you anything, but we'll give you a two-grand limit on a credit card. I'm like, sick. Like, that's, I was hoping for, a two, like, a 10-grand sit-out and all that sort of stuff, despite having all these other things. But it's sort of like pick, picking your battles on what's actually important, but yeah. also, like, standing up for yourself. And you're like, actually, no, you're, you're being quite shit. Yeah. Like, no, I actually put a lot of work into this and you need to come back to me with something more. Yeah, and you actually need to respond to my emails in a timely yeah. matter. You need to actually, like, be respectful. Like, there's been, yeah, so many times where, because I was certainly have an experience this year. Thank God. I'm, yeah. Like, I'm just, I've been dealing with some really pleasant people and really lovely people. And and, that, and I laughed when, because they sent me an invoice for the planners and I paid it within, like, three hours. Yeah. Because that's the person that I am. Ooh, I was ready for that invoice to come in. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you paid so probably. And I was like, really? Yeah. I was like, man, I thought three hours was a long time. No, but that's it. And it's kind of like, as you learn and do interact with different businesses, you kind of learn things where you're like, actually, like, I am a really good asset to that person's business. Like, I, I've de- unfortunately gone through some rough people, like, not so great. Uh, not the best businesses to deal with. Yeah. But now I have my circle of people I'll constantly go back to. Sometimes it might cost me a little bit more than what I could from someone else. But you want it and I've worth it. You want to know what you're going to get. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. So, <laughs> um, What routines do you have that have helped you feel that you could be successful? So, this one I definitely pondered for a while because... I kind of now refer to things as seasons, or if we're, let's be honest, we're pretty much all Swifties, like different eras. Yeah. Um, so the habits and the routines that I had right at the start are definitely different to now. Um, but it's little things like I am really firm with my, well, not really firm, clients will listen to this and laugh, but I'm pretty firm on like the hours that I work now. Yeah. And because I've been trying to reduce. So setting up a routine of like habitually, being like, no, I finish at this time on a, on a Friday. And it's like, just because there's more stuff to do doesn't mean I need to... Doesn't mean you have to do it. Yeah. Routines is definitely, I think, some of my my weaker points because I do let certain things slip. But I'm like really good at making sure I'm always eating well. I'm always making sure that I'm drinking plenty of water and working on like those like clearing space. My evening routine is very much... It's it's one of my favorite things yeah. because it's filled with my hot chocolate and we drink the same. Major hot chocolate as well. <laughs> yeah. um, and doing my skincare routine. And the thing is, sometimes people like you get to the end of that, you're you're tired. You don't necessarily want to be worried about your skin, but like there's different versions. So I've got like my express version, and then I've got my one when I feel like indulging, which is yeah. a bit more of a facial massage, that sort of stuff. Um, that doesn't really feel like it relates to how I built my business. But also, in order to though build your business and to spend that quality time you actually need to spend time on yourself yeah and exactly. that's where your routines come in because i find i if i don't do my evening routine where i'll have my hot chocolate and i'll read in bed and i'll drink it in bed yeah if i don't do that the next day's actually harder yeah like i'm not exactly. setting myself up for the next day and i think that that does lead to success because if i'm not setting myself up for the day i'm not getting up at 6 a.m to do my 45 minutes of business work yeah i head into work exactly and like i we were kind of briefly talking about it before recording like having my low like low productive low routine kind of day so it means that I can 
just take the pressure off. So like today, for example, Sundays are kind of like my reset. Like I don't stress about making sure like I look presentable. Because yeah. also in my business, I don't want people to feel like they've got to look a specific way to come. Because yeah. most of the time, like most beauty, like of the beauty industry makes you feel like you're constant. Like it feeds off the fact that and you're constantly. And to be honest with you, that's probably why I didn't go in to yeah. get my eyebrows set and yeah. stuff. Because I was like, well, I don't normally do this. Like, I don't exactly. look like that kind of person. I don't buy makeup. I don't. Literally, I don't even own makeup. So, yeah. But, and that's like, you know? like my sister was, is very much like that. Not so much now, but she, when I worked at Mecca, she would never really be, until I kind of worked there, be comfortable to walk to a makeup store. Yeah, neither. And like with creating, yeah. And like with creating my business, that's what I have hoped and do feel like we've created is it's a comfortable space. Like it's a safe space. Yeah. It's, it's not, you have to fit a mold to be with us. Yeah. Um, that's not what it is whatsoever, but. So yeah, like having those low product, uh, low pressure days, I find is really good because it takes the pressure off me feeling like I've got to be on. Yeah, I've got to look a certain way or I've got to get certain things done. So I normally like to have a list because I'm a list ticker. Yeah, but it means I can get them done at any point during that day. It normally means I'm not planning to see anybody, or it might be like catching up with Dean's mum. Yeah, like routine. That's really a huge part of our routine is making sure we see Dean's mum because my dad lives away. He lives in Central. And we've lost his Dean's dad and my mum. So she is a huge part of helping me feel grounded as well. Like she probably doesn't realise how much she does for me just with our weekly catch-ups for dinner and stuff like yeah. that. So that's that's definitely like a routine thing. Um, also, I did talk about like having like my circle. That's a routine thing. Like I'm very routine every week. We'll vent about something. Then <laughs> you know who you can vent to. Yeah, exactly. That's important. Like, and and you don't, they're not the people you think you're going to, the, the people that you think you're going to vent to are not necessarily always the right, like the same people. Yeah. And like, I've got my neighbour across the road who I will walk with weekly. Mm. I vent to her and I didn't realise she was going to be such that release person. Really. Yeah. I let it all out. And that's <laughs> it. And because often it's just knowing that you've got those people that you can regularly just get it off your feet. Yeah. Because otherwise it just manifests terribly in your brain. And I'm a big, like I do like routines that have helped me succeed, I guess, is actually more to do with like the network I have around me and I feel like I think I think of routines as what I do daily but that's more like there's no to it yeah there's more habits but I think of routine as like what has consistently happened I guess like I was saying before about like I'm in seasons like today I'm in kind of like a low fitness season which is not great we were talking about this earlier yeah but about how you actually you don't want to be exercising where you're putting pressure on yourself to exercise because it doesn't feel, it doesn't like feel the right way. good and yep. it doesn't feel natural and if you're not enjoying the type of exercise you're doing and I think for so long I thought I was supposed to like hit workouts and I was supposed to like running up the stairs and doing all this stuff and I'm like I don't enjoy that no I enjoy lifting heavy things and being like yeah I lifted that yeah <laughs> but it is like that I went through a massive phase of feeling like I had to be working out that hard that my brain could function that's so I could stop thinking and I'm like nah because often I love being able to think through and it's like that whole like I love the word percolating like percolating the idea yeah. in your brain I hope that's actually how that word's supposed to be used. When we use words, I mean, to be fair, I make up words in this. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But yeah, even like it's little things like doing my routine at night, taking pressure off myself. Like the Sunday ritual has been like my thing. If people want to catch up, I'm very specific, which this is something I would like to work on is my routine of socialising. Yeah. Because with being self-employed, especially when I worked from home, I didn't really go very far. I still don't go very far. My business is six minutes drive. Yes, it's not very far. Andy. Um... But, like, I love to have my Sundays to myself where I can, like, put her in the kitchen. And because I love cooking, but don't get often the chance to do much of it during the week. It's normally pre planned meals or, like, Dean will cook when I'm working late. Um, and yeah, so I just love filling my cup that way. And that's probably my most consistent routine in the last year is that Sunday, especially Sunday afternoon, where yeah. I'm not expected to leave the house. I don't have to, I don't make commitments. That I, because I'm a shocker for like when I'm happy and excited, like an extroverted part of myself is like, yeah, let's do all the socializing. But I've gotten so much better with my routine to know, like, look, you're just on a six day week. Like, hell, do you actually want to go and socialize? So it's like picking, or if I know I've got something to go to, like it was my, um, my friend's wee girl's first birthday on a Sunday. And so I went with going to that. I was like, well, I'm not going to be in afternoon because I wanted my social battery to be for that. Yeah. So it's like just figuring out what what actually is actually, yeah, what's actually like worth pushing yourself out of your bubble for and yeah. what's not. What's worth 
like I say, being tired. I was even like booking this in. I mean, oh, it's my first week at school. Yes. I am going to be exhausted this Sunday. And yeah, I'm very aware that I was knackered yesterday and I did go for an 11k run. So I slept for 10 hours last night. <laughs> but it's just, but it's, it's, I knew this was going to make me feel good. Yeah. This doesn't drain me. And I think I'm trying to um release that. I used to feel like I did parent teacher interviews on Thursday this week until 8 p.m. I talked to about like, 30 different parents. Talk to parents who didn't even look and see me because they were just walking past. And yeah. Oh my goodness, how are you? Like, I'm yeah. down, I've got 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and I think, I mean, I went into it going, I'm going to feel so exhausted after this. And I think, why? Why do I think that talking makes me feel exhausted? Yeah. I was like, I love talking to people because I came out feeling so connected. And that's it. And that's it. It's like reminding yourself, like, it depends on who you're talking to and what you're talking about. Yeah. And like, I do find like at the end of sort of like a 12 hour day at work, um, especially if I've been mainly browse where it's like 55 to 15 people in the day, I'm tired yeah. and I'm ready to sleep and I sleep so, so well, but it's also like, it fills my cup in the same way. Yeah. I'm not like, it, it's different compared to other times um, at work where there's heaps of book work and I'm like trying to cram all these things in and meet deadlines. That's when I'm like, oh, I'm exhausted. But when it's actually just spending a day with my clients, that there's no pressure. Like, there's no pressure of me in between clients touching base on things. Or yeah. especially if I know I'm up to date on all the emails and correspondence like with clients, those days or those afternoons are just so nice. The worst thing is when you're doing something and you're thinking about what you have to do next. Yeah. That's something I'm really trying to switch mm -hmm. out of at the moment is when I am, am doing something like this, yeah. I'm not thinking about my rest of the day. Yeah. I'm not looking at the time. Other, is there anything on your mind that you want to start building? Um, I definitely, it's like that constant juggle of work-life balance, which I think I've really realized um, is, doesn't actually exist. So I'm getting a lot better at understanding, like, if I'm going through a busy season, that means, like, that, that's fine. Like, other things will drop by the wayside. I do, one thing I really would love to focus on between now and the end of the year is either delegating to my staff yeah, so that I can also go spend more time back in my friend circle because... So many of them, pretty much all of them have been so supportive um, and so many big things have happened in their life. And I do miss out on a lot because of my business, especially working wedding seasons, the main guys. Yes. But I want to be able to feel so much more present with them, especially they've all got kids and I want them to know that I'm like the cool auntie Kirsten. And I'm like, come hang out. And exactly. Like, you need the washing folded, I'm there. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like here for a tin win, yeah. half for a coffee, like that kind of stuff. So that's definitely like a... um. Yeah, it's just setting firmer boundaries again. Yes. And the delegation. Yeah. Um, those are definitely where I'm at because I, yeah, but understanding that there's different seasons and I feel sometimes I have to do visuals so I can get it off my brain and be like, okay, so during a busy season like Christmas, for example, if you want to see me, you're not going to unless you've booked an appointment. I'm probably next appointment going to book Christmas. Well, that's it. That's kind of where we're at. But they're quite good because even doing that, like getting clients booked to Christmas, I can then see where I've got pockets where I can just chill a little bit more. Yeah. Or I can do some more forward planning rather than trying to run by the seat of my pants mm -hmm. to try and do all these new cool things. Be like, okay, so everyone is like my regulars are pretty well booked up. Here's a random pocket where a random morning, instead of me being like, oh my God, I need to fill it. Be like, okay, let's either catch up with someone. Or do, you know, like something that's catching up by like a work thing. Like say you and I have yeah. a coffee just to like vent about life kind yeah. of thing. Or yeah, like work on like projects and stuff. Like awesome. actually just be better at that. Well, even the school holidays just been, I'm a sucker for filling up my time. And I mean, right, I don't have a school holiday job anymore. That's fine. I literally filled up almost every single day with work. And yeah. it was the last three days and I had people visiting and coming through. And I said to my friends who were coming to say, I was like, I've actually booked in podcast recordings. Yeah. So I, at 11 o'clock, I am on a Zoom call with someone from like North, I need to be there and I need to be present. Exactly. You actually can't be in the house. Yeah, exactly. When you're sitting upstairs, I will be consciously aware that you're upstairs. Josh is entirely different because I don't, then it's Josh. Um, but <laughs> he's part of the friend. He's part of the yeah, but, but yeah, he gets it, we get it. Um, but like friends, I'm like, well, I would then feel guilty that I'm not being present with you. Um, so I need, like, do you have something else you can go do? Or like, exactly. And they were actually like, yeah, there's lots of people we want to see. So I was yeah. like, perfect. <laughs> I think it's just like, I feel like over the last couple of years in particular, I've just gotten really honest. Yeah. And I'm like, if you don't like how honest I am, that's that's more of a you probably yeah. than a mean problem because I am quite a constant people pleaser. So it's like we're kind of people pleaser type thing where it's like, well, do I actually like do Yeah, I do that because they want to be there. Yeah. Or am I doing and I'm that's something where especially with my alcohol intake, I mm. am I drinking because I feel like I should be drinking. Yeah. 
because we're all having a glass of wine mm. or am I doing this because I actually want to enjoy the glass of wine? Well, and that's probably something that's been one of my favorite habits in the last couple of years is I've set the boundaries of drinking because I'm similar, like I've gone, we've gone through three similar a lot and talked a lot about alcohol consumption and stuff and I now tend to only drink alcohol if I feel safe, yeah. which was quite a big learning curve of learning like how do I decide if I feel safe or not? Yeah. Um, and it's been quite interesting because with being one of the only females in my friends group that isn't pregnant, it does come with a con- con- connotation. Oh, are you pregnant? Are you pregnant? And like, I normally will be like, oh, I'm not drinking tonight. I'm not pregnant. And saying, and I don't have to say that. But you, you, you do because you don't <laughs> want the question. You're avoiding the question. So it's, it's, sometimes it's funny because it's like, if you want to think that short, like, well, I'll let you think it. It's like, I'll like, wait the cheese too and see what you think. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, like, oh, you're always, either you're a villain in someone's story, no matter what you're doing. Yeah, it's like, just add to the plot. Just add to the plot and mix it up. And it's, yeah. it's, it's always been over a year now since I went mm. whole thing. And I'm like, I still get asked those questions. Yeah. And, and, I, think it's, and I think, well, it's actually on my period now. Thanks for asking, though. Okay, like I'm actually in the Not ovulation phase of my cycle. Yeah. I'm really strong. <laughs> but I guess as well, like, it's kind of like what I was saying. I normalize all that too, right? <laughs> but it's like with, um, you know, like what I was saying at the start about, um, oh, I just fell out of my brain. You're okay. Oh, not being defensive. Yes. And automatically being defensive. So if someone's like, oh, why aren't you drinking? It's like, oh, I just don't feel like it. Mm. And it's not it's not assuming that they're like, oh, they've got this big plot of like, they think they're just asking you a question. Yeah, they're literally just asking you a question. Yeah. They do not need to hear me. And then I'm about to react. I did it. I've done all this work on like working on my little ego voice that yeah. gets in my head. Um, and I call her Stacey and I used to call it, it was my drunk alter ego. And now it's become my, I realized that like, she wasn't just drunk Meg. It was Stacey came out when I was drunk, but she's been full time in your head. Yeah, she's, like, she's like the devil on your shoulder. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, how can I listen to what mm. they're saying, but recognize that it's actually not my truth? Yes, exactly. And it's like, I think I must have, I don't know where I'd listened to, it must have been like a certain podcast or something like in the last couple of years, where I actually learned that my inner monologue isn't necessarily my thoughts. Yeah, you know, like the, you're always going to have those negative thoughts, but that's not necessarily how you actually think. Exactly. And like, someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to run with theory. Oh, I totally get it. And yeah. like, I see, you used to say you were drunk was your truth, and I disagree yeah. with that entirely. No, normally, drunk said Bible man. There was <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff came out of there that didn't wasn't relevant. I was going to say, drunk person's either like the life of the party, or she's mad. Oh, she's got the corner ball in her eyes. And yeah, and like, the, especially like one of the reasons why I stopped drinking as much as well, or realized like I needed to relearn how to drink, was because I was always one of the extremes. Mm. I was never just like, Hey, like, yeah. let's have a I could just drink. casually drink. Yeah. And now I can. Yeah. And I love that. I love yeah. that. We are in the days of call. Oh, I've been out to this fancy restaurant. I've never been there before with my dad when he came. It was called the Press Club. And it was, oh, I haven't gorgeous. Like, if you want to do like an anniversary dinner or something, that's probably yeah. like where I would imagine we'd go for something like that. Cool. Um, But we went out to a cocktail bar beforehand and I went, right, you're going to make the decision because you're driving. You either have a cocktail before, well before dinner, you'll be able to yeah. drive when you head home. Yeah. You have a glass of wine with dinner. And I went, what's going to make me feel better? So I started with a non-alcoholic drink at the cocktail bar and they all got two or three. And then I was like, actually, cocktail does feel really nice. So I did one and then I regretted it. Yeah. I was like, because it wasn't yum. Oh, I was like, but that's just because I didn't like the types of alcohol in it. Yeah. I was like, they should have got a glass of wine. <laughs> yeah. And it's literally like, like, it's funny because we're very similar. We, we kind of have to think about things more. They're not like, like, they're not just automatic. Yeah. But it is thinking like, is that alcoholic beverage actually going to taste better than having that drink over there. That's why I love the Soba AF brand. I don't even know if that's actually what we're like. I think it's Curious as fuck. So uh, Curious AF. Always say Soba Anyway, no, but they do a whole range. And I said, yeah. um, we went to, a, oh, it started July and we went to like a Tipanyaki place with Josh's cousins and they were doing like a special because it's the first yeah. of July. Yeah. So like the yeah. July. Yeah. Oh, and I said, I was, oh, I'll just have a glass of water because I'm not drinking because he brought us all to drink. And she said, oh, we've actually got this sake Curious AF. Like, yeah. Delicious. Don't Honestly, lucky, but it was good. Yeah, for the last couple of years, because I started drinking them when they just had the gene teas. Yeah, and like I just love the fact that they also give you the same. Like they taste delicious. They give you. It's kind of like with coffee. Like I, I love coffee. I love the taste of it. I don't really get like a buzz from it or anything. Yeah. Like the second coffee normally puts me to sleep. Yeah. But it's like that coziness of having a warm drink. It's the same with like having like a gin and tonic. It's yeah. a refreshing element to it. And being able to find it in like other alternatives is so nice. So that it isn't so much of a value. But it's like what's actually going to taste better? Yeah. Rather than drinking, let's be honest. So many of us drink alcohol for the sake of drinking. Alcohol. Oh, it's for the sake of drinking a beer and getting boozed. Like. 
that fun. That generally gives it's got a place in my life. Yeah. And I'm not saying it won't ever happen again. Yeah, but it's like figuring out is it actually worth the repercussions of it? Yeah. Or is it just that you wanted to taste your drink? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I still get anxious about seeing people who I haven't seen in the last year because I'm like, well, I'm very different now. Mm. Like very, very different. Yeah. I own a business. This is my focus. I was like, I'm in hustle mode. I, everything I do has a purpose. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm methodically put up, but also I will spend the entire day playing Harry Potter, Lego, Lego, <laughs> Josh, <laughs> and feel like I'm having the best time. Yeah. Like, and it's, it, but that's on purpose because it makes me feel connected to Josh. And I feel yeah. like that's probably what we're going to do this afternoon. Yeah. And like, we're going to make dinner as super easy as we possibly can. Yeah. And like I've just started the meal plan and like just making it, I don't know, like I had to, I've done this, done this exercise with buckets. Yeah. And I had to go, what, what are my eight buckets? What am I trying to consistently fill? I've heard this with like spoons. Yeah. Right. And I was like, well, Josh is my number one bucket. And I was like, well, am I treating him like my number one bucket? Yeah. It's like, if he is my number one, what, what am I doing in order to foster that? Yeah. Yeah. And then I had to go, well, bucket eight is teaching. And I was like, actually, I don't think I want to fill this anymore. I'm yeah. putting enough into this. Yeah. Exactly. I'm putting as much as I want yeah. to put into this. And I'm, I'm still, I still put in tenfold more than some people. So it's like, and, and it's interesting, eh? It's just literally like figuring out what your focus is and what, again, like what fills literally without using so many metaphors, but we are anyway. Oh, I like, you know, like cups and stuff like that. It's like, what actually serves you and what's something you do because you think you have to. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I definitely go through phases of where I'm really good at recognizing that and when I'm really not. And it's, I feel like cause we're constantly growing and especially growing with a business mm -hmm. or with goals, it doesn't have to be with a business, but like in goals or in life or whatever, it's just figuring out like in this season of your life is that really that important yeah exactly you know like me going out on a Saturday night and dancing a club really doesn't fill my cup I would rather go to a house party have a couple of drinks drive myself I drive myself home you know like it's just figuring out and not being like oh because I've gotten like old and boring or like anything it's actually like no it's, I just I'm always enjoying living with my hot chocolate <laughs> yeah it's like I'm old you now <laughs> Or experienced enough. I don't necessarily think it always has to come with age. I think it comes with experience of like, I've, I've experienced enough to know what actually serves me and what's not just shit. Yeah, I like exactly. Exactly. Well, I feel like we've done so much. I want to come back. I want to bring it back to skin because yeah. that's something that you've done massively for me in my life. As yeah. someone who never really loved my skin. I remember when we went in, it was like 23. Three yeah. when we went in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorry. 22, 23. And I'm 24 now, and I think my skin is like the best it's ever looked in my entire life. Yeah. Um, and a loving like, girl. I, <laughs> I feel it, and I feel confident, and I, like, I've got a little bit at the moment, and I was like, this is not small. Yes, it's a crazy idea. But I'm like, little things like that, I think about it, it's yeah. out and sit and pick, and I, yeah. And it, it's all come from learning to love my skin and fondering it and, and like helping it. Yeah. What would you recommend for someone who was Meg when she was 22 and is just starting? Yeah. And doesn't know what they want. Yeah. So what you've said about like actually like appreciating your skin for what it is, because we're so quick in so many aspects of life to pick apart what's wrong with it. So in our skin consult, like uh, we do an hour long skin consultation. Um, why is it called? Anyway, um, there is no section that says what you love about your skin. Yeah, and a lot, a lot of people do find it really challenging, and it's it's fair enough because the industry, like beauty industry, does teach us that we shouldn't. It's very interesting to know what I said. <laughs> can find it. <laughs> Not right now, but I would find interesting. Um, but it's it's we're definitely it's like with the fitness industry, like and the beauty industry. There's so many crossovers. We like it's designed to make us feel shit. So yeah. you, we're like for consumerism. So absolutely, it's marketing. Yeah, and it's one of the things that I really want people to realize. Just because they don't that they, they don't have perfect in quotation skin doesn't mean they don't have beautiful skin. Like our skin has has a memory, so it remembers everything we've done to it. So that's good and bad sometimes. But like falling in love with your skin is something that we're really passionate about because. Life is always going to throw curveballs, so you're always going to go through phases of, say, like breakouts or dry skin or pigmentation, but it's normally a reflection of what's going on, like pigmentation when you're on birth control or you're pregnant because of estrogen. It's a period. Yeah, or like you've got your period or like you might have just had a bit too much, uh, like say, dairy or gluten or like your inflammatory response food, mm -hmm. but it could mean that you had a bloody great weekend. Mm -hmm. So it's like learning that the perfect skin doesn't actually exist. No. So I think it's like take that expectation off yourself cool um because that doesn't exist like it would be awesome but also not comparing yourself to someone you do see that you think they've got perfect skin because often they'll probably be like oh no i really don't like my dark circles or something but yeah. you just see no breakouts and think that is your idea of perfect skin so it's kind of embracing what your skin is to a certain extent yeah that makes well you only get your skin right 
Yeah. You can't, it's you not can't like hair will have off and grow again. Yeah. You've had a couple um, diet and <laughs> yeah. the next day. And like, there's nothing wrong with having concerns with your skin because obviously that's like half my job. But it, part, part of what I like to, like we like to do with our clients is to help them realize that not everything's doom and gloom with their skin. Like it's, we can give you the, the tools and the education. We're massive on education to actually feel better about their skin and go with the ebb and flows of their skin. So they're not like absolutely devastated when another breakout comes back, when we've finally gone through sort of six months to 12 year process. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get like a spot that comes back and it's like one spot is okay. Like yeah. It could just be stress level. Yeah. So it's, it's the education of knowing why. That's hard at all. Main thing that I would say to anyone that is wanting to start looking after their skin is sunscreen every morning. Yeah. Even on a cloudy day. Yeah. <laughs> even on a cloudy day. If you've got plants that can stay alive inside, you need sunscreen. Because yep. they use it on sunlight exposure. That's such a good way to put it. Yeah. So like that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it's like on a day like that's a great dreary day like today. Like you might not necessarily think you need sun protection, but also think of your uh, your sunscreen as like another barrier protection Mm -hmm. so it's not just against sun exposure it's also against the elements so like the pollution of the air like uv exposure that you get from not just from the sun like those types of things and it's also really extra layer of hydration particularly in the winter yes you like to be your skin yeah a little bit dry because of the seasonal change your sunscreen is also just another barrier protective of your skin barrier but that's really important and literally, like, your your 20-year in the future stuff will thank you for the sunscreen. Because UV exposure is the number one cause of aging. Far out. Yeah. It's one of the main contributors to accelerate it. Couldn't imagine my morning routine without sunscreen. Mm, it feels weird. You feel, yeah, like I feel dry. Yeah. I'll notice if I haven't put it on when I'm eating my breakfast. Yeah. Oh, I haven't done my last yeah. step. <laughs> and what I do understand for sunscreen, sometimes people don't, like, are quite fussy with uh, textures and mm-hmm. see, like how it feels on their skin, which I do understand. Yeah, like a... yeah but it's especially when you're using a mineral like what we've got. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's really important to have a play to figure out the right one because obviously mineral over chemical is so much better, but mm-hmm. one of the one of the above is better than nothing. Yes. <laughs> um, because you're not just wanting to do it just for skin preservation, it's also for skin cancer survivors. And I think sometimes we kind of think, it's for cosmetic, and we forget about actual general health. Yes, and a bit of a health concern, yeah. but you need to look after your skin. Yeah, and put sunscreen on your hands. If you've got too much and you put it on your face and you've just got yeah. too much on your hands, do the tops of your hands because we don't think about it when you're driving. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Especially any time. It's like you notice when the sun coming in on that side, just that one side of your face gets way hotter. Yeah, exactly. And it's like any time you've got too much skincare on your hands, um, whether it's your serum, moisturizer, sunscreen, whatever, remember your chest. Like your face finishes at your boobs. Like... Your boobs off is my job to look yeah. after, basically. So you may as well, may as well if you think about how much your face gets exposed to versus everywhere other else on the body, the chest in the summertime gets so much as well. Yeah, because you're wearing a lot of cut bangs and that kind of stuff. Exactly. Another tip would be, um, like, another thing that you can do without necessarily seeing a skin specialist is cleansing your skin at night. Yeah. It's so important because your baby cells do all of the healing, all of the reproduction. Mama is feeding, like producing all of these baby cells at night time while the rest of your body is in a much calmer state. So the body has more time to focus on your skin. That's cool. Because your skin's your body's largest organ, but we often, it's the last to get any nourishment. So from your food, from water, all that sort of stuff, it's the last. So that's why we do need to give it so much more respect and love than what we actually often do. Um, But cleansing your skin and getting the grime of the day off. So often when I say grime of the day, it kind of refers to not just makeup, not just a sunscreen, but it's everything that microscopically you can't see that can be detrimental. Oh, I get popped on at least six times a day by a child. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I would be like, if you've worked out, it's the sweat that's on the skin because this, um, the sodium component of it can imbalance the skin yeah. barrier. Um, and it does for some people, like, oh, well, I don't wear makeup. I don't wear anything on my skin during the day. Why would I be? You can feel it. But it's literally, like, if you used a skin, it was great because I just ran. <laughs> and it's the sweat. It was so nice to clean off all the sweat. And, like, all, like, juice. Yeah. But I feel blood, blood. good. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's just making sure that you clean off what you might. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're wanting to improve your skin. If you're someone who doesn't really give a shit, that's on you. But also, how horrific. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. And I came into you. And then I remember just going, yeah, I think I want to start looking after it. And you're like. Okay, this is what this is what we get into. Um, and she go and you were just like, I'm going to give you all this information. It's going to be information overload. Yeah. And I was like, Whoa, I like I need to start looking after this because we yeah. looked at the layering and like we're just like this is all well and good and like you've got young skin so it's going to look a particular way for a certain amount of time. She goes, yeah. it's fifty year old me that you're looking at. Well, that's less than that year olds. Always look into the future stuff because to me, aging is a privilege and we're we're so lucky to age. Absolutely, we don't. Not everyone gets to, but you don't have to look 
your age. Like, I'm not saying to everyone, like, no, you need to have your wrinkles, you need to have this. But it's also, like, there's nothing wrong with looking older. I love it. I love seven year old woman that's running up a hill. Exactly. And it's like, I want to, like, I, I want to blur the lines for clients. Yeah. So if they're wanting to look younger, absolutely, we can make you look more refreshed. But I'm not going to be like, hey, let's, like... I don't like using the words anti-aging yes. because I feel like, again, it's a marketing propaganda term. It absolutely and is. it makes us terrified of yeah aging, whereas like men age like fine wine, but women apparently don't. And like, no, if you look after your skin, you've got like, that healthy glow. That's and then you get the response from it. Yeah, that's like one of our focuses is looking after your skin barrier so you have that healthy glow and you've got that happy structure of your skin as the years go on. Yes. So we're always like long-term skin health, not an overnight fix. It's really cool. Yeah, it tends to be anything that's an overnight fix is actually not going to be good. No, it's not going to heal you. It, it might do like get a little bit of bacteria gone overnight, but it's not going to stop the reason why you're getting the bacteria yeah. on your skin with breakouts. Um, the last thing would be... If you're feeling frustrated with your skin or you do want to look after your skin, but you're kind of a bit confused, but you feel like going to say a skin specialist like myself and B um, is too expensive, but you've tried so many different things, you feel like you've spent a lot of money and you kind of feel like nothing works, just take a minute to reflect on where your information has come from. This is where something I'm really passionate on educating clients. And it's not to say like you have to come to me or ask you in a chat scan because that's not the case, but it helps you stop wasting money and time and energy on the wrong thing is it someone who's an amazing pt but loves their skincare routine and has shared advice but it's not actually based on anything educational or factual yeah like they haven't actually done the training is it a makeup artist that because they put makeup on you kind of assume they know about skin but they don't go hand in hand no it's even like it's a i call us skin therapists not beauty therapists because we have spent so much more money specializing in the skin field rather than being an all-rounder yeah, it's not to say that beauty therapists don't know their shit. They 100% do, but that that might not be the area of expertise. It's like going to a GP. Some GPs are epic at hormonal health and some really aren't. Yeah, well, I mean, what did it take? How many GPs did it take before I got one that went, oh, maybe contraception isn't something that's going to work for you? Yeah. Because you've actually tried every type yep. of hormonal health that we can give you. Yeah. But it took, like, what is it, eight? Exactly. To her. But that's why, like, I, we do see a lot of people who kind of, they feel like they've lost hope or they're like, I've tried everything and I haven't got anywhere. But it's it's like, did it come from your mum? Did it come from your friend? Everyone is unique. Everyone's genetics are unique. So then why would what worked for them necessarily work for you? Because yes. concerns could be different. They might have had, say, like three spots, but you're actually dealing with cystic acne, which can be a sign of so much more. So it's just understanding and thinking about where your information comes from which is also like you could say about like the news and all that sort of stuff too but it's like it's we're very focused on education think about where your information is coming from is it actually going to be valid um is it actually going to serve you or is it actually going to make you think you need 10 products that 10 department store products are not going to necessarily fix your problem no simple and consistent can be and the right ingredients for you as an individual is so much more effective than having like this big like skin wardrobe or those cute they are cute but those cute little fridges filled with shit yes like you do not need your skin can actually only absorb so many ingredients or so much at one time but it's also like is that skincare actually serving what you need or are you clashing things together so it's actually all redundant yeah it's like going for a run I don't know why this is only an analogy. Come on, it's like going for a run, then eating KFC straight away, and assuming that you're going to be healthy because. But you, re- I've still done that. <laughs> but, but no, then, but I don't agree. Like, 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 are you trying to like lose weight or anything like that? Like, how is that going? To, it's not your end goal. It's not supporting you. Well, it's your end goal. No, and it's like, but often we exercise so we can have those treats. But it's like when I was too, when I would get to the point, and especially when I was first starting to learn to clean my skin, regulate, I get to then come home from the gym and I'd get in the shower and I'd go, oh, I can't be well, but I'm like, you're already in the shower. Exactly. And that's why we're very much about building routines, um, not to like bring it back to like us specifically as a business, but we're all about building the routine that works for your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So like I've had a client before where she um, worked in like a, like in a, a food environment, hospital, and so her skin got really greasy during the day. And one of the ways we helped to calm, because she had so much inflammation on her skin, was to use, um, it's called, it's the O-Cosmetics Micellar Treatment Gel. Yeah. I hate the word micellar, but that's a story for another day. Um, but by using the cotton pads, it's anti-pollutant. It gives her, her a light clean, so it takes the grime of the day that's already built up just at lunchtime. Yeah. And gives her a protection barrier. Fresh again. Yeah. And then re-sunscreen, and then she can carry on. And the, the difference it made was huge. Because yeah. that's what fitted with her lifestyle. I wouldn't recommend that for everyone, but for you. I know. I could be done. A, a kid has literally just spit you. Okay. I'm not be surprised. <laughs> you would be surprised. But, like, we, we look at everything. Like, looking at things holistically, and this can be... a, a 
advice that anyone can take as well if you're having issues with your skin is look at how different elements of your life how they how they happen so like if you whenever you go through your cycle do you break out whenever you've had dairy do you break out like especially i know these examples are very breakout heavy but it's often one of our most common um skin concerns that we're treating um and it's actually starting to put a little journal together or even like just like a, a mental journal of what's actually causing what's stimulating because those are often the first things we're going to do if you go to a naturopath often the first thing not always but often the first thing i'll do is limit gluten and dairy intake because they do have such a huge inflammatory response on a lot of people's bodies yep. not everyone but a lot there's certain like i went back to drinking cow's milk for a long time there and then i've just made the switch back to soy milk and the instant decrease in bloating yeah is insane and it's the first thing to your body i just was like and i was actually just being lazy having cow's milk because it was cheaper and and it tastes good. Yeah. I was like, but there's nothing to say if I'm going out for a coffee. That you can't that I that. can't have the coffee no. being out. But I was like, but at home, drink that coffee or put some milk in it. Exactly. And it's actually just learning what actually works for you as an individual. Because, like, you could be the only person in your friend group that gets really bloated from having dairy. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that they're better than you because they can have dairy. <laughs> but it does mean, like, that's just a trigger of you and it's just listening to it. Exactly. Um, or that's our biggest priority is you knowing that it's, it's for you. Mm-hmm. It's not... A general your whole friends group or your whole family that can cope with these like skin changes it's very individualized and also there's the whole point like you're unique you're special it should be special for you yeah that's how i see it i like that i thought it's a really nice note to end on yeah thank you so much for coming <laughs> on kirsten thanks for having me yay <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Plan and Empower the Podcast. If you're keen to find out a bit more about us, you can find us on all social media platforms. There are links in the show notes. I would really appreciate if you have time to leave a review on the platform that you're listening. Thank you so much. Bye.